Welcome to the Theology High Podcast, everybody. Uh, praise the Lord to the ladies and the gents. And for all the other genders, I'm just kidding. I don't believe in all that. But I do want to say hello. And I do want to tell you what happened last weekend and why there wasn't a podcast. Well, I was in the middle of my recording. I was probably like 40 minutes in, maybe like halfway done. And I realized I did not have my SIM card on my roadcaster. I was like, unbelievable. I was literally talking to myself. I mean, I already do that right now. But I was literally talking to nobody. That's what happened. And today is, it's actually Sunday today. It's Sunday, July 19. And we're still in this pandemic. Yes, COVID-19 is still, somehow his IQ is above over 9,000. If you get that phrase, you know what's up. But it is still going. It's smart enough to know when people are wearing masks and when they're not. And when people are six feet of a distance and when they're not. I've never seen a virus like this in my life. It's really smart. And I just don't understand. I really don't understand. But obviously we know, you know, it's not really that that serious. Uh, I went to uh, back home and... Um, we went to Home Depot to get some stuff. The lady tells me, would you like a mask? We have extra ones. And I walked in. I'm like, no, thank you. And I keep walking. <laughs> no one no one told me anything. Like, I mean, obviously, if they would have told me, hey, you need to wear a mask to be inside, then okay, yeah, I'll wear it, you know? But she asked me, if I needed one. No, I don't. And just in case, I had one in my pocket. Did I? No, I lie. I, I didn't have one in my pocket. I usually have one in my pocket. Just in case, you know, if they tell me something. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. And I was pretty excited. I was pretty happy that, you know, I stood up for myself. I mean, not not so much, but... I was able to still be okay and be like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to do it, which I still am. I still do it. Anywho, that's kind of what I wanted to tell you guys before I started. And, uh, and today I want to talk about uh, false prophets. Uh, it's a really big deal, um, especially talking about um, religious, you know, especially talking about Christians and stuff like that, you know, as, as we know, or if you don't know, the Bible says that there's, there will be many prophets that will be coming. And the reason why they're coming is because they're trying to uh, take us away from the true path. They're trying to deceive us. 
And the thing is, you know, there's certain things that the Bible tells us to do so we know that these people are true or not. You know, the Bible says that we we should uh, be able to test the spirits, test their fruits and know them by their fruits. And and we should know who these people are. And I just want to read some some ver- uh, some chapters and verses. And then we'll kind of kick it, kick it in. I, I kind of want to talk about, you know, a couple of uh, false prophets that claim to be God or, or claim to to, you know, hear the voice of God. And, you know, they had to do certain things. And but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. The first the first uh, reading that we're going to do is is in Matthew chapter seven, verses 14 through 16. It says, and I'm reading in the King James Version, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Beware, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravering, ravering wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? First John chapter 4 verses 1 through 2. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, the spirits, whether they are of God, because many False prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Romans 19, 17, I mean, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by the good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Now, this will be the last one. It's Matthew 24 verse 24 it says for there shall arise false christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect so what does this mean this this first i mean it's actually kind of scary because it's saying that so if we if we kind of like pay attention to what it was saying, Romans, it says um, at the end of, of the of chapter 16, verse 18, it says, and by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. So it deceives the hearts of the simple. And if you read Matthew 24 24 at the end of it it says they 
shall deceive the very elect. So that means that there's no one, I guess, kind of like safe in regards of who can be deceived. It can be the people that are not really into church. You know, maybe they're kind of atheists. They don't really believe. And the people that actually do believe and believe that God is real. There is no, there's no one that the devil can deceive. He can deceive anyone. But we, we have to be, um, we have to be watchful. Alrighty. So I'm back. Don't know where I finished. Don't know where I, uh, where I was. I do want to say that, you know, we just need to be watchful. We need to be able to, um, be able to know the scriptures. So we know what to do when certain things come up like this. We just can't believe just anyone that comes out of nowhere and just, just believe because we believe that there's an antichrist. We believe that the, there will be someone that acts like they're like they are God make signs and wonders and people are going to believe but we need to understand that God will will come from the heavens and he will lift up his church and we're going to be saved you know so when all this stuff happen hopefully <laughs> God willingly we won't be here to see all, all this you know craziness I mean we think we're we're seeing some crazy stuff right now just get ready for the end times literally i want to talk about uh let me see one two about three uh, sen uh scenarios i don't know if you guys heard of these uh cults if you have then it's just a, a review but if you have it i hope that you know you can learn from this and just be able to protect yourselves you know protect your heart your mind your soul so number one the people's temple uh in 1955 Jim Jones founded the People's Temple in Indianapolis. He grew concerned that a nuclear attack would fall on the area. So he moved his congregation to Eureka, California, which he thought would be safer. Yeah, he thought it, it would be safer to be in California. Paranoia struck again in 1977, uh, this time born out of media attention. Huh, that's weird. That's kind of what's going on right now with this whole media scare. With this whole COVID. It's funny how history re repeats itself. And Jones moved the temple's people to his settlement in Guyana, dubbed Jonestown. The U.S. congressman, Leo Ryan, decided to visit the People's Temple new location in Guyana in 1978 in order to investigate reports of abuse of members he was shot and killed by four members of the people's temple jones then instructed all of his followers to drink flavor aid laced with cyanide over 900 dead bodies were discovered as the settlement including jones who had a bullet wound to the head in an Unsigned suicide note, one member of the cult wrote, If nobody understands, it matters not. I am ready to die now. 
darkness settles over Jonestown on its last day on Earth. And this is one of the, I guess, kind of like cowardness of of Jim was that he didn't drink the Kool-Aid. You know, he didn't want to suffer that way, you know. So he just shot himself. And it's horrible, you know, because there's, you know, there's video. I don't know if it's, I forget if it's a video or or just a recording. But you can hear, you know, people, you know, screaming because they don't want, because not all of them wanted to take this, uh, this uh, punch, Kool-Aid. And some people were forced to. There were some people forced to take it. Now, if that was godly, why would God force you? God will not force you to do anything. God has given us the ability to choose uh, our free will or not. We choose what we want to do and what we don't want to do. Obviously, when we are in a relationship with God, uh, he helps us to make better decisions. It helps us to make uh, better decisions. um just better decisions overall in our in our daily lives cult leaders you know these people that say that they're you know worshiping god and when they have a lot of people like that and the uh, you know the people just believe uh this this one person usually i don't know why but usually there's always sexual abuse all the time there's always sexual abuse you know i guess maybe because they can get away with it Maybe because they can again manipulate these people, you know, to to be in a relationship or just have sex with them. And again, that's not godly. God's not gonna come down and be like, "Oh, hey, I want to have sex with you. Oh, I want to have sex with your children." No. So again, we need to challenge those fruits. We need to challenge those spirits. And once we do, we realize, okay, nah, this this person isn't real. This person isn't of God. And it's so it's so odd that even people would write a note and just saying, hey, you guys wouldn't understand, but we did this for a good cause. It's like, what? And again, because they were so manipulated that they really do believe that they were doing the right thing. For example, there's another there's an uh, there's another group. It was called uh, Heaven's Gate. His name was Apple White, told his followers many things, including that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. The end of the world was upon them. And that God was an alien. Side note, but there's so much talk about aliens right now. It's ridiculous. Aliens this. Oh, here, you know, the next uh, the next wave of, of things to come in this pandemic is going to be aliens. And we need to understand why they're doing this. Let's just think of, let's just think in perspective. If the, if the scripture says that God's going to come down from the heavens, don't you think people, they're trying to, oh, what's that word? Desenticize. To believe that this Jesus is actually an alien and they're bad. How crazy would that be? Going back to Heaven's Gate, he encouraged them to give away all their money and cut off contact with their families. The cult members were also put on a master cleanse diet of lemon, lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup in order to get rid of sexual thoughts. And eight men volunteered to be surgically castrated. In March 1997, 39 members of Heaven's Gate donned dark outfits and matching Nike shoes. They drank vodka and ate applesauce and pudding. 
that contain barbiturates and put plastic bags over their heads to suffocate themselves. When police officers entered the home, they found a line of bodies, each covered with purple fabric. It was one of the largest mass suicides in the history of the United States. Now, there's there's this one person that's um, that didn't. I don't know if he wasn't invited or he wasn't able to go or or whatever. But they actually did an interview with him. I forgot his name. But they did an interview with him. And he says he still believes. He says that that we the people wouldn't understand that they were happy to go. And that even through all this time, he still believes. How can you believe in something that that people know that it was a cult? And again, this is one of the reasons why we need to be able to search the scripture. We need to read our Bibles daily so we know, hey, nah, that's a little weird. The Bible doesn't say that. Or why, why would he do that? The Bible doesn't say that we need to do certain things like that. The Bible doesn't talk about aliens. And, and it's just so mind boggling that this guy is still a believer. And I guess he's somehow waiting for an alien to come down from the heavens. And he, I believe he was the one that called uh, the police because he's the one that went in and found all the bodies. You know, you have to get to a certain point in your life that you really have to trust these people and just be able to uh, just with no questions, no no worries and just be able to to accept it that's crazy man and it's not just scary but it's super scary i do apologize my my uh my dogs are barking so the next one is i hope i'm i pronounce his name right because it's very very bad at reading especially weird names all right let's give it a shot aum shinrik yo aum shinriko I am Sheen. Sorry, I had to. I had to uh, mute it because <laughs> I sneezed. <laughs> COVID. Uh, but no, I, I do not have COVID. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I I do have COVID, but I have no symptoms. But I feel fine. No, I don't think I have COVID. COVID is a liar. All right. So I am Shinrico. Trying to read like a. I don't even know this guy. I think he's from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, I was right. Yeah, from Japan. So I'm trying to read it as a like Japanese person. How much can I call? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the cult of Aum Shinriko was founded in the 80s by Shoko Asahara. He claimed to be Christ and at one point garnered tens of thousands of followers across the world. His teachings started out spiritual and then became increasingly violent cult members even paid money to drink asahara's blood how weird is that again are these things that you know jesus would want you to do or that he would allow or that he would say oh yeah you know pay me a certain amount of money you can bring you know you can drink my blood would jesus be violent the only time he was somewhat violent was when he saw the people in the in, in in the temple in the church 
you know, buying and, and selling things. And he got mad and he turned the, you know, he turned the tables and he flipped the tables and he got mad, you know, because he was like, you know, this is this is my father's house. You're not supposed to be doing that here. That That's not what this temple is here for. You know, the temple is there to worship, to glorify, to acknowledge who God is and to pray and to have a relationship with him. Not to be gambling and to uh, sell and buy things. You know, that that's not what that's there for. So on March 20, 1995, members of Aum Shinriko left five bags filled with a toxic nerve agent on three Tokyo train lines during rush hour. Passengers began choking and throwing up. 13 people died because of the attack and and 580,000 were injured. As months went by, the cult tried and failed to attack other subway stations with the date with a deadly cyanide. Sahara's Sahara was sentenced to death along with 12 other members of Ahom Shinriko. Seven members were executed in July of 2018, including Asahara himself. The other six members are still on death row in Japan. So again, you know, this isn't a, you know, a U.S. thing, a Japan thing. You know, as far as I remember, I think there's even there's even a a person that claims to be God or Jesus in somewhere in, in like German area. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's weird. And I believe if I have this correct, let me let me double check. Deep in Siberia's 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 Taiga Forest is Vika Visarion, a cult leader who looks like Jesus and claims to be the voice of God. He's known as the teacher to to his four thousand followers, who initially seem surprisingly normal over time. However, their unflinching belief in UFOs and the Earth's imminent demise made this group start to look more and more like some sort of a strange cult you know there's there's always going to be someone there's always going to be someone that that acts or tries to be like jesus and the bible says it yeah these these people were you know very violent attacking the you know the train station and i mean we know how populated asian uh the asian countries are and so, you know, doing that in, in a train station in a, at a subway, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people. We need to challenge them by their fruits and know them, uh, challenge them by their spirit, you know, by their spirits and challenge them and know their fruits. Number four, the branch David Deans, David Ayans, David Deans. Uh, this was, I'll probably sure you guys know the name, David Koresh believed that he could talk to God and he also thought that the world was was ending. I mean, yeah, the world is going to end. I mean, people have tried to uh, try to put a date on when the world is going to end. And the thing is, the Bible says that no one knows the time or the hour 
when he's going to come. He, we don't know. We can try to guess. We can try to uh, say, oh, well, God's going to come around this time and this time. But the Bible says that no one knows the time. No one knows when he's going to come because he's going to come like a thief in the night. In a blink of an eye. And that's what we have to be ready. That's what we have to be, you know, always uh, uh, ready to to be be ready to be lifted up. So uh, the cult leader managed to conceive more than 100 people to move to a compound outside of Waco, Waco, Texas. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that pronouncing that right and follow his teachings which included his belief that man could have multiple wives including girls as young as 10 you see what i'm talking about like why why you know it's always this you know pedophilia sex trafficking uh things that are going on that people are so ignorant about i mean just that alone should should have said you know what? Nah, I'm not going to let my, you know, my, my kid go through this or nah, man. Nah, that's your child. Why would you let someone be with a 10 year old child? It doesn't make any sense. So on February 28, 1993, the FBI arrived on the scene to arrest Koresh and ended up in a 51 day standoff. Never before have so many heavily armed and totally committed individuals barricaded themselves in a fortified compound in a direct challenge to lawful federal warrants. A report from the Justice Department said, in the end, the standoff came to a close when the compound combusted into flames. 75 people died and Koresh was found with a gunshot wound to the head. Isn't that so similar to Jim? Because when it comes down to people don't want to suffer. You know, if if it was true that the uh, building or the compound was, you know, being engulfed in flames, then you're you're not going to want to be burned to burn to death. You're probably going to have to, you know, would probably want to take the easy route, the fastest route. You know, we can see, you know, that there's always this cult leader always thinking or always saying that they're from God or they can hear the voice of God and no one challenges them. No one tests them. No one actually knows. uh, No one actually knows them by their fruit. No one, like nothing. And it's okay to question. It's okay to to be able to figure out, are these people true? Are they going to be telling me the truth? Or are they just telling me what I want to hear so they can get me at the end, end of the road? What is their true intentions? Am I doing things to glorify God? So all these things, you know, from, from people, these cult leaders, from... Losing their money, losing their friends, losing their their families. I mean, it's just crazy. And again, would Jesus want you to suffer like that? 
Well, he won't want you to go through that. Let's say you have a 10-year-old daughter. You think Jesus will be okay to have a 10-year-old daughter as a as a wife? That's ridiculous. That that's not going to happen. And we need to be aware of that. Again, the Bible is telling us to test those spirits. We need to test them. We we have the authority from God to to figure out if they're true or not. You know, and I want to jump to false healing preachers. You know those preachers that let me just say this. I have had experience with people that uh, do healings. I have been been able to see certain deliverances, certain healings, and stuff like that. And the crazy thing is, there are people that that make their career in conning poor, you know, poor people, and making them think, "Oh, you're going to be able to walk again." You're going to be able to hear again. You're going to be able to see again. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, touch and feel again. But there are so many videos of people or pastors going into, you know, or waiting in the beginning, uh, in in the front of their building, you know, getting to know people, asking asking them questions, like, oh, like, what does this person do, or are they okay? Uh, have they lost anyone? And then when they go to the altar, the altar, and they start preaching and they start, you know, getting to a certain topic, they're like, "Oh, perfect. Let me use this for right here." And that's what happens. But we need to be able to to challenge them. Now, these fake healing preachers. I don't know, man. If if you want to believe those. But I don't know why, but it seems when you're in that category of of famous people, you're really high up there. And it's funny to me that when people are usually high up there, they demand like a, a better pay. Okay, I know I'm getting a little political, but, you know, it's fine. We're going to say a couple of names. W.V. Grant, Robert Tilden, Larry Lee, Benny Hin and Joel Osteen. Prosperity preachers. However much you give, God's going to bless you. If you give this amount, God's going to bless you. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders and so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the elect. So there's even people like this inside our church. There's people that or preachers that they get these mega churches. But again, when they get these mega churches, it's always about tickling of the ear. It's never of we're going to challenge you. These prosperity preachers, they're just in for the money. You know, Jesus was never rich. His apostles were never rich. And these and these people get the money that are sent to them and they buy big houses, nice cars, nice clothes, everything on top of the line. We're all going to be judged and all this stuff does not take us to heaven. And I believe that all these people, all these preachers know what they're doing. They all know that what they're doing is wrong. There's false preachers everywhere. We need to be aware. You know, also you got to be careful because 
they use people's weaknesses to get what they want. They try to manipulate certain things for them to, you know, uh, to get what they want. At the end of the day, they want your money. One of the things ever since I was a kid, I saw Benny Hinn. And there's a lot of people that that think that this guy's a great, you know, great person. But ever since I saw them, I saw this uh, Benny Hinn when he would like go to the like crusades and like, you know, heal and he would like touch certain people and they would fall. It, it always seemed to me like it was all for show. You know, it was all for show. And these people would like almost make a backflip when he would like touch them. And he would like always like have different things. He would blow or or he would like swing his jacket or or by his hand or or like crazy thing. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of of this. Oh, man. What's uh? what is it? It's a uh, I don't know if he's a. Okay, I doubt it. He's a, a martial artist. He, th they believe in like chi, right? And that you can like, you know, somehow like put your hands almost together and think about this chi and kind of like make a ball. And you can feel like, supposedly you can feel like he in the middle of, of their hands while they're trying to make this ball. And if they throw it at you, they can knock you out. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. You know, they're like, uh, Benny Hinn is kind of like a martial artist that is acting like he has chi from his, you know, fingers and and his coat. I don't know. It just seemed to me very fake. Very fake. And it's funny because, especially what's uh, what's happening right now, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a couple of people out there, but there's no preachers like or healers that are preaching or 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 healing the sick anymore. You know, because they're so they're so afraid of this whole COVID, and it's it, again it's this whole fear mongering of you know. Cover this, cover that, and cover is going to get you, and, you know, you can die, and it's, you know, it, it's, one of the things I don't understand is, in the, on the news is, they always show, you know, the people that have died, and the people that are infected, but they never show the people that have recovered, they never do. And now supposedly that they're from every one person they add sixteen. I don't know how true that is, but again, do your own research. And so when these false preachers, you know, th these people make a bad name for for Christians because maybe they had you know a bad experience, uh, in in their past you know Christian life. And because of this one bad experience, they don't want to be a Christian anymore. But before I go to that, uh, W.V. Gratt, you know, he was a preacher that 
would heal and and one of the things that he would say is that they had certain uh african places or or cities that they would sponsor so kids would be healthy you know that they they could have food they can have water they can have you know like backpacks and they can learn how to read and write and and they've went to those places and realized that they have never heard of that person that they've never seen a dime from that person and that he's never gone there to visit them so how bad a, a, of a reputation is this person putting on now joe olstein right they asked him a question about homosexuality is homosexuality wrong? Let's see what he says because I really don't remember. But let's let's see what he says. There's always ads. I don't know why. But one of the moral mazes for any preacher, I think a Christian preacher in particular, is homosexuality. And there's been lots of coverage in the news recently. The the don't ask, don't tell uh, campaign, obviously. Um, what is your view? Because it seems to have changed depending on the interview that I've read or seen. What is your, is homosexuality a sin in your eyes? Yes, I've always believed, Pierce, the scripture shows that it's a sin. But, you know, I'm not one of those that are out there to bash homosexuals and tell them that they're terrible people and all that. I mean, there are other sins in the Bible too. I think sometimes the church, and I don't mean this critically, but we focus on one issue or two issues, and there's plenty of other ones. So I don't believe his, uh, homosexuality is God's best for a person's life. I mean, sin means to miss the mark. But I don't believe being prideful or being, you know, lying or cheating. You, you don't normally talk about sin. That's the first time I've actually heard you s yeah. spell it out. Well, you know, it's, it's almost it's, like you've come ready for that question and thought, I'm actually going to say this. Well, I'm going to say it's a sin. I think I've grown in my, my knowledge. I mean, those first interviews, I mean, this was all new to me. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't go to seminary. I wasn't raised, I was raised in this, but not in, on front of the camera. But I think this point, people say, I don't, I don't talk about sin, but I do talk about how we live our life and making good choices. And at the end of every one of our services, I talk about the, I believe the greatest sin, and that's to miss the mark of, of not knowing your creator through so Christ. When you see civil partnerships being sanctioned, you think that's wrong? Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's wrong, but I'm not going to bash those people. I'm not going to be against those people. They're they're good people. I say it's wrong because that's what the scripture says. And you know what? I, I choose to live my life by what I what I read in the scripture. You see, I mean, if I had say a friend of mine like Elton John, yes, watching this at home, who with his partner, his civil partner David Furnish, have just uh, had a surrogate child, which was born on Christmas Day, you know, they're going to be pretty angry what they hear. They're going to think, who are you to call them a sinner? Yeah. But why are they sinners in your eyes? Well, it's stri strictly, strictly back to what the Scripture says. I mean, I can't, I can't grab one part and say God wants you to be blessed and live an abundant life and not grab the other part that says, you know what, you know, live, live that kind of life. So I just, you know, it comes back to the Scripture. I'm not the judge. You know, God didn't tell me to go around judging everybody. I'm not so sure, though, you see. I think you are a kind of judge, and I, I think you can't abrogate that responsibility. I think because of your influence... There's 7 million, 8 million viewers every Sunday. When you say things like homosexuality is a sin, it's a big statement to make. You are a judge, and you're encouraging your congregation to well, believe it's that. Not the, it's, not the, it's the people that we're after. We're not, we're not looking at their sin. We're not trying to judge their sin. We're trying to encourage them 
and and let them know that we way. love them and that you know what you're only gonna you're only gonna reach people by reaching out to them. Yeah, but I'm curious. And you know, like if Elton John was sitting here to, today, man, to I'd say I love you, Elton John. You are a talented. Well, I can you tell you, he's so not gonna say gifts. the same. You have, you know, yeah, but he's not gonna so, say to you, I don't like the way you lead your lives. Well, I mean, what, what I'm saying is, how, I, how we're not judging the person. Yeah. You know, and that's why you say that you know he's not saying sin, but it's yeah, like you're judging the person, aren't you? Aren't you? Well, to me, I just I'm not I'm not the one to judge and say, you know, who's bad and who's good. Otherwise, you'd have to go through everybody. You know, every, every one of us and say, well, you know what? I got some pride, or I've got I, I had an evil thought the other day. Those are sins too. I don't know that God is judging sins on different levels, but we pick out that one. So, I mean, our message is. I mean, so I digress. I guess he uh, he did say that that was a sin. I, I actually agree with with this comment. I I do agree with this comment. George Pierce or whatever his name is. I I don't know. That guy is whack. I I really don't like that guy. I don't know the guy, but the way that he talks and you know makes certain people look is I don't know. I don't like it. But I do like his answer because it was right. We all sin. And that was a question that was asked. So, obviously, he has to answer it. Now, if he would have asked, you know, what about this? And then he would have answered about that. But we are all sinners. We are all sinners. It doesn't matter who you are. Either you've lied. Either you've stole. It doesn't matter how small or how big, you know, or how small or how big of a lie you told. If you've lusted, if you've fornicated, idolater, if you have, what's the word? If you have addictions, because the word of God says that we can't have two masters and and we can't. We can only have one master. Who are we going to obey more, God or the devil? And some people say, oh, it's not that black and white. No, it it is. It is that black and white. It is. There's no gray area. Either you're with him or you're against him. Either you're all in. Because you can't be one foot in and one foot out. That's being warm. That's being lukewarm. The Bible says that he will throw throw you out, throw um, vomit you out of his mouth. So either you're in or you're out. Either you want to worship God or not. You know, and and God is God is going to judge these people because they had a lot of people under them. They had a lot of people on under their their care. Yeah, I I just want to I I, I just want you guys to understand that. There's always going to be someone that is going to stray or get you out of your out of your out of your path. You know, there are so many paths, paths. There's so many roads, but there's only one. And the Bible says that is the narrow road and is not as full as the wide road. See because it's easy to follow the bad. It's easy to lie. It's easy to 
to steal and to continue to do those things. It's easy to fornicate. It's easy to uh, be sleeping around. It's it's easy to to do evil because that's our nature. Our flesh wants to do that, but we are not of this world. That's why our having a relationship with God, our spirit is filled. Our spirit is fighting. Our spirit is uh, continually, continuing daily. We need to be in a spiritual relationship with God, so our spirit, our holy, our the the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is within us to correct us what is right and what is right, what is wrong and what is right. And we need to be able to know what the scripture says. And sometimes, you know, there's these, you know, preachings that are so, you know, for, for babies. It's, there's no salt. There's nothing solid about it. There's there's. There's nothing really that good for it. But when it's something that is solid food, when it's a steak, because the word of God is food for our soul. And yes, at a certain point, you know, you have to eat as a baby because you're growing. But once you get to a certain point in your life, you you don't need to still be drinking from the baby bottle. You know, you're going to have to grab a a knife and a fork to cut the steak. To eat some eggs. So we need to be able to understand that. We need to be mature. We need to grow in our faith. We need to grow in in our understanding of scripture. And we need to be able to question. We need to be able to. Understand that these people, if they make great signs, we need to know them by their fruit. We need to know, hey, the scripture says that pe- that false prophets, false Christ, will show great wo- great signs and wonders. That even the people that believe in God will be deceived. So we need to be careful. And by that, I want to say this one last thing. The mark of the beast will happen. As much as we want to stop it, as much as we want to, you know, people to be aware, it is going to happen. It has to come to pass. There's nothing that we can do. To not get to that point. One way or another. It will come. But the question is. Will you be ready? Will you be ready to. Follow Christ. Will you be ready. That no matter what. What. 
you will keep your faith that no matter what you will choose God to be your master. What will you do? What is your choice today? And if it's your choice today, will you continue to make God first? Will you continue to understand that they will be false prophets? Will you understand that they will be false Christ? Will you understand that if the scripture says that these things shall come to pass, wouldn't you want to believe more in God because these are prophecies that are coming to pass? How much more are we supposed to believe in our one true God? So I thank you guys. Thank you for joining me today. Good night. God bless. And I will see you on the next one.